Kelsey Walden is a singer-songwriter living in Nashville, Tennessee. A native of Kentucky, her singing and writing style are reminiscent of the long musical history of that state. Over the last few years, she's been releasing recordings on the late John Prine's record label called Oh Boy Records. I had a chance to talk with her about her most recent release that features a number of covers by artists like Nina Simone, John Prine, Neil Young, and Bob Dylan. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Yeah, I just wanted to get get things started and talk a little bit about um, the, the the songs that you chose. And there's uh, covers from Bob Dylan, John Prine, Nina Simone, Hazel Dickens. Pretty diverse group of people. How did you go about choosing the songs for this album? Yeah, it is a diverse group of people, and um, a lot of artists that are uh, have been a major influence uh, on me and in my life, and. Uh, Never since I started writing songs, so um, it was really hard to choose, honestly, um, for what we wanted to do. Um, I knew it was going to be an EP, obviously, so you know we kept it to about seven, and uh, and that was hard. You know, it's hard. It's hard, I think, um, to kind of just expand on issues and uh, and I don't know, just to really cover everything. Um, kind of that I wanted to while also keeping it relevant. Um, so really I just, I don't know, I chose, I chose some stuff that I think that, that felt interesting to me and uh, stuff that I thought I could make my own as well. But, um, you know, and also songs that I think uh, that maybe people had also forgotten about or, uh, you know, maybe didn't know about, um, especially within the country realm, you know, uh, just kind of, you know, a lot of my country heroes were uh, kind of an advocate, I feel like, for, uh, you know, for the little guy, I guess you could say, or um, a different side to that, I think. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, we just, we, we chose, we chose the, the ones that, the ones that felt right to do. And I think uh, that I was kind of most moved to do right. in that moment right yeah it, the hazel dickens cover was, was really interesting to me because I, I i heard the name and, and was somewhat familiar with her but it kind of after listening to it and uh, started looking into more of her music uh, what a what a gem she is and and i don't hear her yeah. name come up a, a ton uh, did you grow up listening to her or is she something you came into later in life or um, how did you come across her music yeah well um I didn't necessarily grow up listening to Hazel, but I probably found out about Hazel, I'd say when I was probably around 18 years old or so, um, I really started getting obsessed with bluegrass music and mountain music, and, um, you know, especially when I moved to Nashville, and that was over nine years ago now, but um, I met, you know, like a lot of my, my first circle of friends really were all kind of like the grassers in Nashville so uh and I loved that music too so it was natural to me but um but yeah that's kind of that's kind of how I found out about Hazel I just just from doing um some serious digging you know and immediately was very very drawn to her and and there and there's many like her you know within uh mountain music and um you know, I think she really just set a standard to at the time for bluegrass songwriting. I mean, there was really 
no one doing what she was doing, you know, and, um, you know, I mean, there's numerous people that, that will say that. I mean, it's like, I think just bringing like the relevance to songwriting, you know, just from her perspective, especially a woman's perspective and especially, um, you know, she was also an activist, um, herself. I mean, she, um, had a big role in, uh, worker strike uh in the coal mines and uh especially like women's rights within the coal mines and uh so yeah she uh she had a big i don't know she's it's like very very punk rock you know mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't realize that or maybe know it but um that's uh yeah i mean hazel's rock and roll So. Yeah, she seemed like um, they remind me of Woody Guthrie a ton, but like you know, a bluegrass version of, of Woody Guthrie, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and um, you know, incredibly, just you know, pure as the morning snow singing. I mean, it's just, uh, and uh, I miss that kind of music, you know. I mean, yeah, Hazel was definitely, definitely a big influence um, on what I do for sure. So, just had to had to include include that one which obviously became the the uh the name of the ep so right that's great well you also covered sam stone which is um one of one of my favorite john prine songs and um i i know you um uh, collaborated with uh, him before we lost him last year and i i'm kind of interested on, on how you came about um uh, getting to know him well um I'm also obviously like I'm I'm signed to John's record label as well, a boy Records, and um, John and I um, actually met through his wife Fiona, and um, the whole old boy team like they were very supportive of me um, for many years, really, you know, but they just weren't ready to sign anybody yet. And, um, you know, I think at the time, um, it just had to be the right time. Eventually I ended up being the first artist in 15 years to be signed, which is like crazy. But, um, I don't know. Apparently, apparently John was a big fan of, I had a record out called I've Got Away. And it was hard for me to believe at the time. But when I first met Fiona Prine, she, uh, you know, she told me that her and John were big fans and, uh, you know, eventually I was able to open a couple shows for John. Um, I got to sing with him for the first time on the Kiamo cruise, which was in 2018. And, uh, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, um, we just kind of, after that, I mean, it was like a budding relationship, very kindred spirits. And, um, I'm very, very lucky. I mean, not only was he, has he been my songwriting hero for a long time, but he, uh, he eventually became, you know, clearly a mentor for me and, and one of my very good friends. 
So it was like, it was an absolute shock, of course, when we lost him. But, um, but, uh, yeah, I guess, I guess long story short, I was introduced through Fiona and, um, and after that, just, um, I don't know, we just, he he seemed to to love to sing with me. And uh, of course I loved to sing with him and it kind of just kept growing. And then eventually, um, he asked me to be on the label and it was the perfect home for me. And we just kind of, you know, the rest is history, as they say. Right. Yeah, he's he added so much to the the world of music, especially the last few years. There seems like he kind of mentored a, a, a bunch of young Americana artists, and uh, it, you know had a, oh, a big yeah. influence on that whole scene. You know, absolutely. Well, him and him and his wife Fiona, you know, they're like mom and dad in a way <laughs> mm. <laughs> to a lot of us. You know, um, he was absolutely a mentor, and he and he loved. He actually listened. Um, to our music, you know, I mean, he, he was a fan himself and he just, um, you know, he was, he was always about, you know, that next generation, I think. And, uh, a very, very kind and and giving person and and hilarious. And they say, don't meet your heroes, but if you met John Prine, you would, you'd be glad you met him. Yeah. (laughs) He was, you know, he was just like your, I don't know. He was like your buddy. Yeah. He was just, um, just, just a human being. So he seemed extremely genuine for sure. Absolutely. So the song, uh, Mississippi Goddamn, uh, it has a couple of different artists on it. Dia Victoria and, uh, Kishana Armstrong. And, um, uh, it, it that is such a, 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 a very touching, um, a tune, very emotional tune. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that collaboration? powerful song and it obviously is coming from a perspective that I would know nothing about like as a white woman um, in America and um, you know Nina Simone has always been one of my I mean she's just such an influence to me just her whole uh, career and her conviction as an artist and um you know, clearly, it's just, uh, there's a message that I wanted to carry, you know, through that song. I think especially, like, doing that for a lot of people that maybe have never even heard that song. I mean, you know, maybe, like, a lot of my fans are, you know, I don't know, I probably have a lot of white fans, you know, and it's like introducing especially these artists and this message and these words, like to that fan base um, as well. And uh, I don't know, working with Adia and Kashana, it just seemed perfect. First of all, they're like, they're just amazing. They're two artists that I've just, 
um, admired for a long time within our scene and uh, have been supportive of me. And uh, they're both Carolina girls. And uh, Nina was a Carolina girl herself. So I think, you know, just their story as a black Southern women, um, it just deserves to be heard. And um, they're both so interesting in their own right. And, uh, yeah, it just seemed like, um, I mean, I just, I thought of Adia immediately. And then she, uh, she was down and willing to do it, which I was so thankful for. And then uh, she was like, hey, like, you know, what about my friend Kashana? And I was like, I love Kashana. And, uh, yeah, it just kind of went from there and kind of became what it, what it did. And uh, luckily, I think we were able to kind of, you know, put our own voices to it and, and uh, I don't know, embrace each other's individuality too, you know, because I think each one of us has kind of like, you know, singular maybe voices, but it seemed to work really well, you know, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm real proud of how it turned out. So, so um, I'm glad everybody's, everybody's digging that, but um. Yeah, if uh, anyone has not heard of Adia and Kashana, they definitely need to go listen to their music. Um, that is, uh, that's the whole point, you know? Right. It's like sharing that community, so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how. Um, it, and that's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, it, that's how it, it spread so well, too, because I, I wasn't aware of them until last summer, um, and uh, a number of, um, uh, artists, I can't remember. I think it was Lily Hyatt um, shared uh, Shauna's um, uh, music. Awesome, yeah. And I think Margot Price shared uh, Dia's music. And I hadn't. They were yeah. trying to do the you know amplifying you know uh, voices kind of a thing. And um, you know I came across their music and I I just fell in love instantly. I was like, oh my god, they're incredible. You know. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's so like, and there's so many artists like that you know um but yeah absolutely amplifying voices and um that's kind of a big part of like this ep and this project to me too was just it didn't feel like my thing you know for the first time it just um it really kind of felt like everybody's record you know it just felt it felt like a community effort and that's how it was supposed to feel, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't really about me, you know, so it was fun. I mean, I feel like releasing a project in 2020 and doing something like that, it, you know, we didn't do it. Like I wasn't like front and center, you know, um, because that's not really what it was about. It was, it was mostly to raise, um, money for the charities. Um, I mean, obviously make a statement, uh, and share a message, but also raise money for the charities that, uh, that I cared about. And, um, and that, that helps a lot. That made me feel sane, you know, cause I don't know. It's just like, I had so much energy and I didn't know what to do with it. And mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, I mean, that's, that's what we do best. I mean, I just had to use my tools, you know? So. Right. That's cool. I like that. I, mean, I played uh, Mississippi Goddamn on my show this last week, and while I was I was listening to it, I thought I didn't okay this with my uh, I didn't check the FCC rules <laughs> on that word, <laughs> but I didn't hear back from my station manager, so I think I'm okay on, on it. But good, yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, <laughs> honestly like 
Thank you for playing it, by the way. That's amazing. And um, I love the people who've been playing it. I mean, it's been one of the like most played ones from the from the EP, and and uh, I love it. You know, it's it's um you know it's 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 bold. Clearly, I mean, I guess it shouldn't be, but um you know, and I guess people get offended with the word "goddamn," but but uh I don't know. Yeah. Just have to get over it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Some things need to be said, you know. Yeah. I mean. Nina just, um, I don't know. I just, I, I love, I love that whole song. I love, I love the original. Um, I don't know. Only Nina can really do, do that. I think in the way that she, uh, she did. So, but that's funny. I'm glad, I'm glad that it made it. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about Nina's, um, it's, it's her voice and the instrumentation. It just, it, 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 you feel like you're getting grabbed by the throat almost like it just, it just pulls you in in this very, you know, she's, she's very powerful and, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. It's relentless, it's you cool. know, and, and it should be, it's, um, you know, it's a story that deserves to be heard. I mean, she's, uh, I mean, you know, clearly every right to be angry, I think, especially, you know, for the reasons it was written and, um, and it's still very, very relevant. It's very relevant right now, um, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that's the mark of a true song, I think, you know. Um, extremely relevant today and, you know, still grabs you by, by the throat. So, right. um, but I couldn't have, I couldn't have pulled that off whatsoever without a D and Kashana. <laughs> so, that's cool um but i'm very very proud very proud of how it turned out so absolutely well um you know, there's there's uh, a number of kentucky artists who are uh, making waves right now and you and sturgill and tyler childers and um it, it just seems kind of uh i don't know kind of interesting and kind of odd to me i'm wondering if um what your perspective on that is is it just kind of a a chance thing. I mean, um, I wonder if you, if you had some thoughts on uh, how that whole thing came to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not by chance. It's, I mean, if I, I'm a little biased, but I mean, you know, Kentucky's been pumping out the jams for quite a while. I mean, you know, since, I mean, we're called the bluegrass state for God's sake, you know, right. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, I mean that's all jokes, but it's uh, I would I would put though Kentucky's, especially music scene even even of the past. I mean, um, you know, uh, both Western and Eastern. Um, you know, I think uh, the culture of the region and everything that's come out of there, um, even from the early days, even from like Bill Monroe. I mean, Keith Whitley, the Osmond Brothers. I mean. Patty Loveless, Ricky Skaggs, uh, Loretta Lynn, obviously Merle Travis, you know, and there's just been, I mean, the Everly Brothers, I mean, um, all kinds of stuff. But, uh, yeah, the movement now, I don't know. I mean, um, there's there's even so many artists, you know, that so many haven't heard about. Um, the people like, you know, me and Tyler do know, especially from the Lexington music scene and, and that whole area. And, um, you know, bands like Wayne Graham and 
and uh, the local honeys and, you know, Sonora May, Tyler's wife. Um, there's just, there's just so many of the books. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There must be something in the water. Just, um, I think, I think just the music, you know, the culture and the history is so strong that, um, I don't know. There's just something that comes out of there. It's kind of like Texas, you know, just kind of got that thing. Right. Yeah. As a Nevadan, I'm very jealous. Um, we don't have a, a strong music history like that. And obviously we're a bit younger, you know, the, being in the West and all that, but yeah, it's a, uh, that whole Appalachian region is, is just, um, just chock full of incredible artists throughout the years. Of course. Yeah. And of course I'm not, I didn't, I wasn't born in Appalachia, but, um, I'm an honorary Appalachian, but I am actually from Western Kentucky. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, so somewhat of a flatlander. I kind of grew up in, like, the Kentucky swamp of sorts. Huh. Um, but it's still, um, but obviously, you know, the music from the mountains and, and bluegrass in itself was a big thing. I mean, it's a very, uh, I mean, country music in itself, you know, throughout the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. So do you have any, um, uh, projects coming up in the, in the near future? Yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I haven't, I mean, I'm going to track another record, um, an original record, uh, my own songs. I don't know when yet, but, um, but you know, it's just, it's just January in 2021. So I'm kind of, I think everybody's been kind of put through the ringer this year a little bit and last yeah. year. Um, you know, clearly there was a lot of change of plans with everything that we were doing. So um, hopefully we'll, you know, besides kind of probably some socially distant shows, um, but I don't think anyone really truly knows about touring yet, but, uh, but definitely another record. But that's, that's about it. And I think, um, I think we'll be releasing some old stuff on bottle, but, uh, other than that, just trying to, uh, stay creative and, um, I got my sights on kind of next project. So that's about it. All right. Well, that's all the questions I had for you. I appreciate you uh, chatting with me today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks for the, Want to do that? I'm always, always down to chat.